on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. That's therapy. That was nothing but from therapy. And I realized, because I, I was going to therapy for years, and my mom was like, we don't go to therapy. She's not going. She was against it. And when she finally went with me the one time, Dr. G, who that's, I love her, she made me look at mom differently. She was like, you know, outside of having kids, she was a woman first. She was a, she's a, she's a woman. She's a child. She's a woman. Now she's your mother. And I had to separate the two. And it made me look at her so different. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. All right, this is going to be a very great topic. Um, my guest, we just said it, that this topic of mother wounds is a topic that isn't discussed enough, but we're going to do it tonight. But before I do that, let's play this intro. <laughs> For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss God is heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Back. Once again, thank you for another episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. My name is Ursula B, and I'm just a black girl trying to get my shift together. Before we get the episode started, 
you're listening on the audio podcast, please give your girl a five-star review. It would be great to let you know Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together is now on Amazon Music Podcast. So follow me there. And of course, if you're listening on the replay, type team replay or replay gang. So I'll know you are chiming in on a replay and do not forget to like subscribe and share this video if you are watching on youtube all right now oh and make sure and share with two of your best friends so now let's talk about the episode today which is mother wounds and i have a beautiful guest her name is ashley cochran and um i'm honored she said yes so i'm gonna bring her out of the waiting room right now. Hello. <laughs> hey, beautiful. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm well. I'm well. I'm actually um, very happy that I'm ending my evening with you. <laughs> like I said, it's something I wanted to do tonight. And it seemed like this night, the 30th, could not get here soon enough. Right. It feels like it went by super slow. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I get like that when I'm anxious and um, excited about a topic because, um, as you know, we both had an aha moment with it. But everyone, this is Ashley Cochran. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so, Ashley, before we get into the meat of everything, can you tell everybody how we met, where we met? So we have a dope podcast, Truth No Chaser. It is myself, Jay Stroud, Frankie Glenn, and Tiffany Glenn. And we had you on this show. And you were fabulous, by the way. Yes, you were. Uh, you. When I heard the podcast name, I was like, oh, my gosh, that is amazing. And we started just talking while we were taking a break. And we just started talking about this topic. And it just, it flowed so freely and organic. And we were talking about it, as I told you a few minutes ago, when you said the title or the label, I should say, I sat there like, oh my God, that's what it is. Like, that's what I struggle with at times. So yes, you had to open my eyes. How did that mother wound topic come up when we were in your studio? I don't remember. We were talking about that. Um, you had Frankie on your show as well. And yeah. he talked about his episode with his father sitting down with the addiction series. And I shared to you that I also had one with my mother sit down and talking about addiction as well. And then we just started talking about, I got to see it. I want to know what it's about. And I told you about, and then we just started talking about different things and it led to the mother daughter wound. And I was like, well, what? Say that again. <laughs> like, you did yeah. look at me like that. Like, yeah. that's right. But it made sense though. So, uh, Sarita Yvonne, when I go to group therapy, she's the coach over the, um, our group therapy. And that's when I first heard of that term as well. So see how you were blown away when I mentioned right. it. That's how I was. And a lot of women in our group therapy were like, yes, <laughs> girl, I didn't even know I had experienced a mother wound. Right. I didn't. And it, like I'm processing now as I'm right. ground myself and center. I did not realize I had a mother wound because it was very common to wear a mask in my household. 
Yes. And we talked about that as well because I said I had the book mask off. And Frankie was like, oh, my God, y'all are like, it just, I'm telling you, it flows so organic. But it was because of that. And you said it. Like, when you said the word, I was like, I knew I had some issues. You know, we all have issues, but just being real. And when we started talking more and more about your experience and mine, I was like, this is what it's called. Like, you heard daddy issues, but we never talk about the mother wound. Why do you think we don't, when I say we, that's the collective we, why do you think we don't talk about this topic enough? I think it's easier to label women who are, you know, promiscuous or whatever the case may be as having daddy issues. We never think about the mother creating wounds for us or creating issues for us because, you know, they're their mother, they're the caretakers and nurturers. We never Mm -hmm. think like, how can we have issues from our parents, you know, from our mother? So we don't talk about that as much as we should because, as we both know, it's real. It is very real. Um, <clears throat> when I first heard that term, and this was just last year and a half ago, or maybe mm. a year ago, it felt like my skull was pulled back. My scalp was pulled out from my skull. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're just standing there naked like, what? <laughs> like, what just happened? And you're right. I felt the same way, too. Um, I felt like there were quiet nuances, but in reality, it was very loud. I just didn't have the ears and the eyes or that subconscious level to recognize it, right? And um, I thought it was just the daddy issues, Mm -hmm. as you say, so. And it turns out it's definitely not. I mean, we may have those as well, because those exist as we know, but we need to definitely, especially as Black women, talk about that more because, you know, eventually we become mothers. And we start carrying that on to our children. It's It needs to be discussed a lot more often. So this is the question I wanted to ask you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your what is your um your thoughts when you hear a woman say. Oh, uh-uh, I don't get along with women. I, I just don't trust women. Have you the, heard anyone say that? Absolutely. Type before? Absolutely. Okay. And the first thing that came to my mind, I always go with that first instinct is you have issues with your mother. You didn't trust your mother for some reason. And for me, it goes back to the person who gave you life, who you don't trust, or it was hurt or abandoned you. You don't trust all women because of that person, because of your mother. So it starts there. I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. it was coming. I you said, I think I kind of know what you're going to say, but yeah, that's the first instinct. My first thought. Yeah, because um, I really enjoy talking to you because I, I love your mindset. So I said, I bet she's going to, I don't know exactly what your answer would be, but I knew what, what, um, train it would be on. Yeah. What was yours? <laughs> Excuse me? What was your first thought? That something, some kind of trauma, maybe little mm. T, big T, probably more likely a little T trauma or, right. but it had to, it doesn't come out of anywhere. So I figured the root of yeah. it would be someone who you were with. You, everyone's with their mom, whether they grew up with them or not, because you came out of her. Right, right, that part. Right. So um, that when, when I hear women say that, that's always makes me raise an eyebrow all the time. Yeah. How don't you get along with women? Like, what was the cause issue? And sometimes we don't try to figure out what the issue is. We just say we just don't, and we just leave it at that. Like, we're not trying to figure out why we don't get along with women. We just, say, we, just, we just don't. It's, you know, it's, it's them. It's always them. It's never something going on with you. I love that. Yeah. It's about peeling those layers of the onion back. Exactly. 
you know what I'm thinking of now while we're talking? This is how it was. I want everyone to know when Ashley and I met. We met prior to that, what, three minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking like we were best friends for years. <laughs> right. And so when we started talking, it seemed like everything else phased out. And I kind of, I don't know if Frank, Frankie is listening, but I just remember at the corner of my eye, I was watching Tiffany because I remember I was so amazed by her technical skills. She was just like a oh, mad scientist. I was, and I remember watching her out of this eye and in my left eye, I'm just looking at you and I kind of phased everyone else out because we were so engrossed yes. in the uh, conversation. And this is why we're here tonight. But before together. we get into, say that again. I'm it all sorry. comes together. It really does. What made you um, get into the mental health field or enjoy learning about human behavior? I wanted to know why I was the way I was. Um, I knew I was different. Let's just be real. Um, but mm. and I was in a relationship, and I was tolerating things that I knew in my mind wasn't right for me, but I couldn't find myself leaving. And I kind of just, well, not kind of, I did stay. And I kept thinking, like, I feel like this is a repeat of my past relationships. Like, why do I keep attracting the same type of person and then staying involved with that person, knowing they're wrong for me in my head, but I can't leave or I can't pull away? So I wanted to see, this, is it the whole nature versus nurture thing? Because I watched my parents have a mm -hmm. very toxic relationship my whole entire life growing up. And I didn't know if I was repeating the same behaviors because of what I saw. Or was it just something inside of me that just liked toxic stuff? I didn't know. So I wow. wanted to figure out what was causing me to be the way I was. Really? So you don't have to answer anything that doesn't feel comfortable. When you say I always knew something was different, what did you mean by that? So growing up, I seen a lot and I was around a lot. Mm -hmm. And I knew compared to my other friends who grew up in stable homes, mother and father were so loving from well, what could I what I could see. I wouldn't say I knew I don't know what was going behind closed doors, but what I could right. see. And I was like, well, this doesn't mine doesn't seem the, the same way. It doesn't feel the same way whenever I'm at home. And I knew it was different, like because this is this is not real. This is not healthy, I should say. And I found myself engaging in similar behaviors when it came to dating, you know, raising my voice or allowing a man to talk to me any kind of way and not checking him for it and thinking that was just, oh, that's love. Like, you know, they have to yell at you or cuss you out because that's what I love you. So I knew it was different, but I didn't know like how to figure out like what it was. Mm -hmm. And I was curious and I'm, I'm very curious person. I'm very nosy. You want to say it, <laughs> but I'm going to figure out like, put my finger on this. What is this? What is this behavior? Right. I didn't want to blame my parents, of course, you know, because I love them to death. But I wanted to know, again, was something inside of Ashley or something I grew up witnessing and one was just repeating over and over again. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's um, that's impressive that you would have that mindset at your age in your age bracket. Um, you know, because I'm not I couldn't. I guess I shouldn't compare what I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna be honest. Um, how some people, and I'm talking about myself first and foremost, not getting it until the age I'm at now, or some people who have never gotten it and mm -hmm. want to do some self uh introspection. But um, I think that's cool when I hear people who are younger than me that it's it's just it's very impressive. Um 
I feel like you all are a lot more connected earlier to self. Hmm. See, I don't, I didn't, I don't feel that way. Like yesterday and I was in the shower. I'm always talking to myself. I swear I do. And uh, I was thinking like, I wish I would have learned what I know now in my twenties. I yeah. feel like, and I don't want to say wasted time, but I feel like a lot of time went by and we can't get time back, you know? So it felt yeah. like a lot of things that I know now, I wish I would have known early on because I would have avoided a lot of stuff. But then again, you know, it made me who I am. So I can't really complain too much. Right. But I wish I was a lot more self-aware in my 20s. Me too. I really do. I, ooh, 20s, 30s, 40s. <laughs> and I have to, well, not I have to. I'm choosing to know that that was the past and mm-hmm. try not to live back because then that's when I start feeling the regret. And that just, I've learned in therapy that kept me stuck. Yes. Yes. The and S word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. That's something. And whew, it's a lot. It's a lot. So um, I'm going to read this article okay. about a mother wound and I would love to get your take on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is for everyone. If you're wondering what a mother wound, cause we've uh, Ashley and I has thrown that word around a few times tonight. So let me, read it to you. So the mother wound. So when people talk about the mother wound, the under there's, excuse me, it has to do with the trauma and unhealed wounds that mothers pass on to their children. It is often discussed in the context of a mother daughter relationship. However, it need not be limited just to those. And it is not typically something you would hear about or get diagnosed with in therapy. However, it is related to concepts like attachment and or codependency. Mm, That's relatable to me Mm -hmm. and can be helpful to consider. Um, Our relationship with our mothers begin in the womb. It is our earliest, most significant relationship. We just talked about that. Our lives from before birth almost always depend on our mother who is our source of everything. So in the social context, the mother wound is discussed as pain and grief that grow in individuals, often women, but also includes others as they internalize the dysfunctional coping mechanisms learned by previous generations of their mothers trying to survive in a world characterized by social inequalities, um, and other stresses. And in closing, um, people, and we'll talk about this later on in the episode, people with a mother wound might have difficulty with self-esteem, self-worth, and feelings or capacity to have a positive relationship. And people struggle with this. Yes. Um, One more thing, the deficit that results in a mother-daughter wound, it passes down from generation to generation. And influences, this gets me, and influences the parenting we experience and in turn how we parent should we choose to do so. That was a mouthful. But it's deep though, right? Yeah, indeed. Oh, we just, look who said. Look who it is. Tiffany Bell. (laughs) Glenn, I'm sorry. Tiffany Glenn. Tiffany Glenn. Don't want Frankie kill me. Sorry, Frankie. <laughs> as a matter of fact, as we were getting ready, uh, when I was playing my intro, <laughs> Tiffany, 
well, it's off now. I was actually texting you the link. I meant to text you and bring you this link, but I'm glad you showed up beautiful and good evening to you as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So what are, are any other thoughts on that? Well, that's a mouthful, but I yeah. feel like a lot of it, that's why reading over the slides or just reading over the, the <clears throat> meaning of it, once you deep dive deeper, I get it now. And that's what I told you before helped me. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> hey, Toy Boo. That's what helped me look at my mother as a woman and not just my mother. And take it back further as a child. And, you know, I went to her story because that's her story to tell. But just hearing from her experiences growing up, things she experienced, it helped me realize what was passed down without her even knowing it. The trauma she passed down to me that she has unresolved, even at 60 plus you know, I didn't realize it then, but when you dive into the meaning of it, and I look at her as a woman, as a child, as a woman, as my mother, I get it. And you cannot be angry because, you know, she didn't know. Yeah. So, so for that, when I read it, and it was like, you know, you, the anxiety, I have anxiety, the, you know, the depression bouts, I do a depression every now and then. Um, mm -hmm. Just even like the, the people pleasing or questioning your self-worth. I experienced all that. People looked at me like, oh, no, you're. I did, you know, I wore that mask I talked about in my first book. You yeah. wouldn't know, but that definition or that breakdown, it speaks so many volumes to me because that was me. Post child, like, hey, that's, 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 that's me. And the funny part is if we were to have a poster board, the poster board would be full. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely full. And that's why I feel that it's important for people to, uh, try to practice self-awareness and mm -hmm. it is uncomfortable to go deeper and do that shadow work um, because it brings that subconscious to the consciousness and you start putting language to how we feel. Just like you said, I always knew something was wrong or not wrong, but you felt different. Excuse yeah. my language. Mm -hmm. You Something just felt different. And when you get that language, Cause I remember physically seeing you go like this in the chair. Like I, I, I was blown away. I was blown. I had goosebumps. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like you get it. Like, that's what it was just like, Oh my gosh, you, you get it. Yeah. And speaking of masks, because we all wear masks and I see masks as um, like family heirlooms that are passed down. It just mm. probably decorated different, but That's we good. get masks. We receive these gifts. Sometimes we don't even know that it's a gift, mm. so to speak, but we we roll with it. Good evening, Siobhan. Oh, that's my best friend. Hey, BFF. <laughs> so um, I love your quote. I listened to your podcast you did with your mom. Mm. And you, you were in my head because I remember, and I have a note right here. I didn't send this note to you because <laughs> I wanted to read it for you. But when you said that you look at your mom, not as the person from what she experienced, but as a mother, oh, my heart just dropped because it took me years to have that mindset because I didn't mm. I never looked at my mom looked at my mom as a superhuman I never I saw her as my mom but I didn't see her as a person mm, mm -hmm. 
you know? So when you said that to your mom, I said, oh my God, how much grace is that you've given her? Ooh. Girl, yes. And that's from therapy. That was nothing but from therapy. And I realized because I I was going to therapy for years and my mom was like, we don't go to therapy. She's not going. She was against it. And when she finally went with me the one time, Dr. G, who that's, I love her. She made me look at mom differently. She was like, you know, outside of having kids, she was a woman first. She was, a, she's a, she's a woman. She's a child. She's a woman. Now she's your mother. And I had to separate the two and it made me look at her so different. But again, as you said, it was the grace that I could give her because, you know, outside of being her daughter, I'm also a woman as well. Right. Right. You have to distinguish the differences because aside from being Ashley's mother, she went through her own life before she had me, her own trials, her own demons, her own experiences, her own trauma. Right. And how dare am I to look at her like, well, you're my mom. You're supposed to be perfect now. No, 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 no. Don't work that way. She's Ah. still, still a woman. So you have to look at them differently. So um, I'm going to have a transparent moment. Absolutely. So in therapy for myself, I realized how emotionally immature I was because I could not see my mother as a person. Mm-hmm. I saw her as a um, you know, like a Brady Bunch. What was the mom's name? You know, just that perfect. Oh, Carol. Was it Carol? Carol, Carol Brady. <laughs> Carol Jenkins. <laughs> Love it. You can say that because my mom does not listen to this. I'm going to call her that when I ever I talk to her again, see what she says. But I never looked at her like that. And it just made me realize how emotionally immature I Hey, Gail. Gail at night, moderator, extraordinaire. How are love you? The, I love the green. Yeah. She's um she's where she's located where we're located. Okay, nice. Yeah. So um let's talk about the podcast you have with your mom. You can share whatever you feel comfortable sharing, what it was about. And before you start, um, Ashley's gonna share her experience. If you want to listen to the it, it was raw and uncut mm-hmm. interview, and I was shedding tears at the end. But anyways, if you want to listen to that podcast, I'm gonna drop the link in the chat. Listen to it after you listen to us. <laughs> but but it is there Focus. for everybody as well. And I also want to put Frankie's uh interview with his dad. And Frank was on my podcast. I'm going to put everything in there. Y'all can watch that after you listen to this. But yeah, go ahead. So Truth No Chaser, right? We want to bring real, as you said, real and raw uh, entertainment, but topics, I should say, right? Mm -hmm. And me and Frankie both, without even knowing, we first met that we came from similar backgrounds. How did that come up? uh, We were just talking about things we wanted to talk about. And I'm always big on addiction, mental health and addiction. And we wanted to bring on different people who have different addictions. And Frankie mentioned his father. Again, another one like goes, what? Like, because I never knew. Mm-hmm. And we said, you know what? We want to have a series. Different people. We want to sit down and it to be raw and real, uncut. And we had at the Miller Grove Middle School. And we mm-hmm. sat down. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do my mom. He's going to do his father. And we had other ones. My mom was a tricky one because I was like, I don't see her agreeing to this because, you know, she's not one who wants to talk about it very much. 
Um, it's hard for her. Obviously, you know, it's a demon she's facing. Yeah. And so. Wait, wait. How were you able to convince her? By the grace of God, I'm telling you, by the grace of God. And my, and also my hairstylist, my homie Elijah. He talked to her prior to me actually formally asking her to do it. And when I did, really? <clears throat> excuse me. Yes. They had like a real one-on-one talk, whatever. I wasn't even there. Wow. And when I sat down and talked to her and I asked her, you know, I was like, well, no, Frankie's dad's going to do it. You know, we want to feature you as well. You know, I want you to tell your story. And she said, yes. And I looked like, I was like, no, this is going to be aired. You know this, right? And she was like, yeah, I'll do it. So this was like, week before we did it. So I was like, okay, now it's getting closer and closer. I'm like, oh gosh, she's going to back out. She's going to back out. She's going to back out. The day of she did, she was like, Ashley, I don't know. And I was like, I was like, come on, mommy. You know, I was like, we already agreed to this. You know what I'm saying? We're going to the location. We're you know, expecting you. Right. She was fine. So her and my father came with me to the location. Oh, really? Yes. We're watching Frankie interview his father, which was amazing, by the way, as you said. Oh, my God. And she was like, okay, I can do it. And even my father, who also has his own addiction as well and demon he faces, was like, you know, he thought about doing it as well. Now, he's not as forthcoming as my mom. So I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, this is like, God, what are you doing here? Because what? So... You know, he didn't end up doing it. My mom sat down with me and it was like, it was surreal. Like I was sitting there, but it was like, I wasn't there because I was just so more so like, ah, like this is really is happening. Like not only is she is being taped, but she's opening up and being real and telling me things I never even heard before. Are you serious? Like questions I've asked, like, you know, what do you think about when you're, you know, you're MIA because, you know, she would disappear. And for her to share that, again, not only with me, but on film was, I looked at her also like, oh my God, you're brave because she doesn't talk to me about that. I've asked her for years and for her to open up really in depth and, and dig deep and be transparent like that. I was proud of her. Like, it was like a, like, I want to give her this big hug because I I knew it was hard for her because she's not very talkative in, in general. She's very shy. But let alone mm-hmm. about this addiction, you know what I mean? Like it's not easy to talk about. And for her to do that, it was mind blowing. But it created a sense of relief, I guess I could say, because I always wanted to know why, why, why. And when she started answering some of the questions and seeing how real she was, it was just like, wow. And here comes that word grace. Like, how dare you not give her grace? We sin every day. But by the grace of God, you know what I mean? We're forgiven. So how dare you look at her differently because her her battle or her demon is different than what yours is. Mm. And yeah, it, it, it was it was amazing. And like I said, it was the separating her, the woman, from the addict, from my mother. Wow. How did it feel when you heard whatever you heard for the first time? In real time, do you remember how that made you feel or what were you thinking? Blown away. Um, and some of it I kind of knew, but I, again, I don't, I don't want to her, I don't want to her story. So I want her to share, right? I want her to share her story out of her mouth. Absolutely. The reason why she kind of strayed to that mm-hmm. environment, to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she shared the the big aha for me was just like I feel like a little I feel like a little kid again. I felt like the twelve year old little girl that's sitting there looking at her mother, wanting to know why. 
Like, you don't, mm. love, you don't love me. You know, we're not good enough. You know, even when I wanted to commit suicide my first time, you know, I was just like, I'm crying out to you, wanting to know. And then it was like that little girl sitting there all over again. Like the little Ashley is just, you know, so upset and so hurt. Wanting mm. to know, Why would you do this to me? Or how could you continue to hurt me like this? And when she shared that, it was like, wow, I've been waiting for 20 something years to hear that. So it was, it was mind blowing. Uh, you from listening now, I wasn't there, but listening on the audio, um, you were so poised when you were talking. I, I don't, I'm so animated. I just couldn't imagine myself. But you know what? Um, you seem very grounded during that interview. It seemed like like you were absorbing every single oh, yes. thing. But now it makes sense because you probably hearing some things for the first time. So, And I knew she was feeding off of my reaction. Why do you say that? Because if I would have got upset, this in general, I said my mom is like, I love her, but she feeds off of my reactions. Like if, if I'm upset, she's going to come back at me combative. If I'm crying, she's going to eventually cry. If, if I'm loud and rah, 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 she's going to do the same thing. She matches my energy. So I knew in order for her to go through with this and for her to feel comfortable I yes. couldn't be the angry little girl I was back in the day. I couldn't be that same, even that same like, oh, whoa, me, why it's me. You know, I, I wanted her to be strong as well. And I felt her strength in that moment. So I wanted to continue to give her that same energy back because I didn't want her to feel like, you know, a failure or feel like, you know, she wanted to get defensive. I wanted her to be open and transparent. And if I was angry or even crying, she wouldn't have got that same response from me. She would have been mm. like, kind of wow, that's impressive. Yeah. Energy is real. Energy transference is real. Absolutely. I, mean, I know her. It, you know, it, it's funny. Well, here's a perfect example. When I went to your podcast and when Tiffany opened the door, it just felt like, oh, that's just how I felt. I felt extremely comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And then, as you know, how the night went on. And I feel that the four of us could have talked for hours. We could have. <laughs> we could have. But I feel that that energy that I was welcome to, I mean, I had some beyond the concierge service that she did. I'm like, should I have that? She's the best. I have that. Can yes, hospitality <laughs> is her key. That is her forte. She's amazing. Right. And again, that energy transfer. So it just seemed like it was a handshake. Um, I walked up the stairs. I met her mom. But now I'm past the threshold. I meet Tiffany and you. you. You know, it just kept going on and on. Then that energy transference at the table. It is real. So I truly believe what you said about you and your mom pretty much mirroring each other. Mm hmm. Wow. So after the interview was finished and you all pressed stop, tell me how like what happened, what was said after that. She literally was just like, <sighs> like she fell back in the seat like I did it. And it was like even Jay was like, I want to give you a hug right now. Jay hugged her. I hugged her. You know, I was I was like a little kid who was just so proud of their mother. Like, oh, my gosh, you did it. And I felt that she felt relieved, like, you know. I, I admitted it to you. I said it to you. And not only to you, but, and I kept saying, I was like, mommy, this, our story is bigger than just us. Like you're going to help somebody else out there as well. Who's going through the same thing right now. 
So she's like, you know, I'm glad I went, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I went through with it. And for me, it was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was, I was proud. I was a proud little girl. Wow. I'm proud of your mom too. I've never met her, but, um, cause I know I will by a miracle. I know I would never experience that. I just, yeah. it's just not going to happen. But, um, yeah, it's just not, Why do you not say that? because going, I'm going to tell you, going back to that mask, hmm. I feel sometimes that masks do not come off. And I feel sometimes people don't want their mask to come off. And I get it because I've been that person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. let me keep it really real. I I try to always, um, I'm always trying to check myself because I can keep a mask. It can be right here. And if I'm starting to feel uncomfortable or if my yeah. parts are activated, I will, it's kind of natural to put my mask back on. You get it? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Right. So I just don't feel that, um, Okay, let me keep it real, real. The way I grew up, there was a lot of spiritual abuse going on. Mm. So conversations that come up, okay, well, let's pray about it. Okay, and yeah, we can, but let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's just It is very tough. So um, that's why I said it would truly be a miracle for that to happen. So when I heard your mom or even Frankie's dad, I mean, and they kept it real. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I'm telling you, that was not my God. It was nothing. Cause for Frankie's dad, he was, you know, more than willing and able to my mom. I tell you, she is very like shy and around people. She doesn't know, let mm. alone saying to sit down in front of a camera and talk about that. Well, I tell you, the prayers was coming like, oh, God, please let her do this. Please let her back out. And when she showed up and then was just like, oh, I did it. I know she felt better about herself at that moment, too. And I wanted her to feel better. I wanted her to feel that moment that she was like, you know what? I did something for you, but also for herself. Yes, for herself. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. sure that was healing for everyone, primarily her. Because um, when you start healing, like that unburdening, starts to I'm sure she felt lighter I'm sure you felt a little lighter after oh my I would have cried oh no trust me I did like I cried before going but I know I knew I knew if I would have cried on this I know my mama she would have clammed up because she knows that she you know I was hurt I mean I I was hurt and I still deal with that every day you know what I mean I'm still I'm not healed all the way from you know from the trauma yeah. I went through with my parents um, but is it, it for me, it's intentional that I try to be every single day. So I know if I would have clammed up, if I would have started crying, break down like I normally do sometimes, then she would have felt bad and it was she would have you know, withdrew and then she wouldn't have opened up and she wouldn't have been able to talk as freely as she wanted to. Mm. So more so I was in my head because I knew I had to hold it together because I didn't want her to shut down. Right, right. Do you feel that there were some questions? Well, two part question. Do you feel that there were some questions that you had wanted to ask her? Um, and did you all continue the conversation after the cameras were off, whether it was the next day or three weeks later? Or We always have conversations. Um, oh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm one of her, her children. She'll tell you that it, I've, I've always been that one. Like my middle name is Pearl. She's like, my Pearl's always been something different because I'm the one child who I stay on her. 
I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to want to know why I'm going, I'm going to call you 5,000 times a day to make sure you're, make sure you're good. That's right, just been right. me. So there's questions I probably, that I wanted to ask that I didn't get into um, because I know my mother as well. And I didn't want to push too, too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might've talked about a lot of stuff afterwards. And I, even to today we still talk because I still, you know, I need to help on my journey, on my healing journey. And only certain things that she can give me. So I have to go to her because the source of it, most of it was from that experience, from my child, from her. So we talk all the time. Really? You were very gentle with her. That's what yeah. I took. Yeah, definitely. So um, speaking of mother wounds with you, how do you think it manifested later in life or even as a child? So as a child, I didn't know as a child, um, obviously. Um, but as I got older, and again, I had another label for it. But I knew, once I started researching, I knew the whole, like I said, depression, anxiety, relationships. Mm-hmm. I was always the one to hold on to people more than I should have, longer than I should have. I always would do the, the pleasing. I wanted to make everybody happy around me. I wanted to save everybody around me. Um, especially in relationships with, with guys, like romantic ones. I wanted to be the, the mother. Like I wanted to rescue them because I didn't want to uh, focus on my issues. And we I just talked about re- rescuing group right. therapy yesterday, <laughs> last, 24 hours ago. We talked about the rescue. Girl. That was me. That was me. I didn't want to focus on my own issues. So I'll, let me fix somebody else. Let me help somebody else. Let me save somebody else. Yes. And as I've gotten older, I realized... Him dealing with her, you said I had grace, and it, it wasn't easy. It, it didn't just, you know, I had worked years, and I'm still working on on the grace part. And mm-hmm. you know, the handling her gentle was where you also gentle. It wasn't mm-hmm. always gentle, you know. But there's the lash outs. But as I'm getting older, yeah. you know, more seasoned, I would say, more seasoned, I have to try to direct that anger and not realize this. Like again, it's not her. You know, it was her trauma that she didn't deal with. And I refuse to go through life any longer holding on to the trauma that she carried, that I carried as a little kid. To, I'm not doing that anymore. And I realize, again, I keep saying realize, but it was the aha where this is where I get it from. Like, I, I mirror you sometimes. When you get angry, the lash outs, the cussing, the dealing with the BS from, from guys, or even, even, even friendships as well. Holding on to those when they should, should expire a long time ago. Exactly pleasing everybody but myself and everything you said and then with me even employment Mm. knowing damn well my body literally physically I mean the emotions were there but I didn't know that because I from childhood trauma and all that I've learned to become disconnected from my feelings but guess what? My body said, no, ma'am. Oh, you still want to stay? Okay. I'm going to give you some heart palpitations. Oh, you still want to stay? Okay. I'm going to make your hair fall out. Oh, you still want to stay? You're not going to get good night's sleep on Sunday night because you know you have to be Monday morning. Girl. That's real. That is so real. It is. And anyone listening, you feel free if you want to put your experiences you can just put something that you've held on too long to and you yeah. know you should have gotten rid of and some of the, some of the partners i've had I don't even like them girl so where's that? 
friend be like, well, what is it? I'll be like, I mean, he's cool. I mean, he's funny. Yeah, right. He's tall. You know, so I always find one thing like, I mean, he was funny. He's all right. Yeah, girl. Yeah. It, Meanwhile, we're straight up emotionally feeling unsafe, disconnected from ourselves, don't like them. And then, girl, that's a whole nother topic. We're going to do a part two. You're going to come back. <laughs> we can talk about just that alone. Just that alone is a lot to digest because I'd be looking like, and for me, it's always three months into it. I'd be like, yep, no, I'm done. Yep, it, it's it's over. Like, I ran its course. Because I really don't, I'd be holding on knowing, damn well, why, yeah. Ashley? Why? You don't eat, why? As you said, you don't even like this person. Mm, they're all right. They're cool. If anyone's experienced that, just drop a, <laughs> put, say me in the chat. Right. You have to put what it is. You can DM me, but put me in the chat. So uh, I love some, um, let me pull up a slide. And we're going to talk about how it can manifest. You're mm. the perfect person that we can have some dialogue with. But before I do that, I'm going to read this slide. And um, actually, hold on one second. Let me get that banner off. There we go. So how you feel, how you felt about, how your mother felt about herself, how she engaged within relationships plus the beliefs she carried became part of our conditioning. Mm. She was the most impactful influence on us because our survival was dependent on her. We internalized her beliefs and coping mechanisms. Girl. Wow. Wow. What are your thoughts on that? The coping mechanisms speak out. They stick out to me a lot. Um, mm -hmm. the, I keep saying the lashing out when, when you're hurt, you know, it was the, the cuss words coming flying out. You know, I, if, if I heard you, if you hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you 10 times worse and you're going to feel it with my yeah. words. Mm -hmm. And and I, again, as I talked to her, as I got older, learning her trauma, I, I, I got it. I understood. And, and it was the, again, the aha. It was, thank God, to my therapist who made her come sit down with me and talk to me. What? Um, my, mom did, my mom did not want to. She was like, we're going to do therapy. No, I'm not going. And she got there and sat there with her arms folded like this. Like she wasn't one. She didn't want to engage for a while. And then Dr. G kept talking to her, asking more questions. And then she opened up. She got a little more comfortable, a little more relaxed. And when I heard her story, like cause I heard a bit and pieces of it growing up, whatever. But I heard her full story, her child. I was just like. I, I get it. I get what you were trying, you were trying to hide from. You were trying to escape. You were trying to soothe because you wanted to not be you. You didn't want to face what you didn't want to do what you were facing, what you, what you experienced. You wanted to erase it. And unfortunately, if you don't deal with that trauma, it just it, it magnifies and then just passes mm. down your kids, as we know. But mm. coping and then learning how she dealt with different things and then what she didn't deal with as well, what she ignored. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I'm this thing is so like it's so deep. It, it is. It really is. It is deep. Because you just you don't know until you know. 